Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with Sean Bowles. Sean, what are we doing on the show today? Well, we're talking to somebody who's in one of my favorite spaces, which is AR, AI, and video games. Yes, you've heard all three of the trifecta, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Luke Ritchie is this amazing man that we actually interviewed his wife already on the show. So I'd encourage all of you who are listening and going to go back to that. But we're going to talk about some of his struggle with suicide. We're going to talk about his career in AI. We're going to talk about how he started coding when he was 14 years old, Bob, for NASA. I mean, 14 years old. I mean, he's a brilliant man, but in 2007, he founded a company called Gravity Jack, and he's created some patents that were way beyond where AI and AR was at that time. Like he was dreaming of things that would come, and his patents cover a lot of what's happening now in AR, so they're even working on what that means for their patents. And uh, they've gone through a discovery process, but he went through a God awakening in 2019 where everything in his entire life changed. And it really restructured his business, his family, his marriage, everything. And we get to hear that. And I, I love these kinds of stories because yeah. this, we have the conversation of how faith affects our actual career. And it's really beyond that, how faith affects our identity. And I love what you always say, the love sons and daughters. Like if you know who you are in God, you can do anything. And we're going to watch a man who went from a life without faith where God was still moving, which is so profound how good God is to us, to after faith to where now he has a restoration where he gets to do what God dreamed of with him. So up next is Luke Ritchie on Explain the Marketplace. One of the greatest things that God gives us is marriage. And if you're single right now, many of you are wanting marriage. Many of you are believing for your godly spouse. And Shree and I did a marriage course, but I also did with Krista Smith, a singles event. And if you buy our breakthrough book to pray into your life, the things you need relationally right now, you're going to get both the singles event and the marriage course for free. Now, if you're married, the singles course is going to help you for all your single friends to really know how to pray and partner with them. If you're single, it's going to help you to have a track for even the first starter years of marriage for when it's your turn. But I want to encourage you to get the breakthrough book today so you can get both of these for free for this month only at goalsministries.com. Welcome back. We're here with Luke Ritchie. Luke, we're so happy to have you on the show. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, we had your wife on and she told us some really good dirt about you. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> she was so awesome. And so I want to yeah. encourage all of our listeners and viewers to watch Jennifer Ritchie's episode because it was so good. But you're going to come from a different angle because you're a very different human being. And so I love your story, especially I want to kind of start back because she shared a story about how you guys were separated and you both had an encounter back in 2019 separately, not expecting yeah. your marriage to be healed, not expecting your business to turn around. And then God showed up and it really changed everything. You were churchgoers. You guys were all in for like a fun life. You guys were all in, in technology, but you became all in for Christ. Like talk about this point of life because it really affected career that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. Yeah. Well, first, I'm glad you actually interviewed her first because she's like not even my better half. Like she's like my better 99. percent Oh, we understand. Uh, now that I understand uh, that completely with our wives. Yeah. yeah well, it, it takes a while to have an appreciation for that, but yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah. It was. Uh, so Jim was a little different. She wasn't as broken and damaged as me, uh, just from childhood. 
So 2019 was actually like the third year of a three-year process where God was just doing things in me. Um, first, like physical healing that occurred uh, in natural means. Um, I had a really bad neck injury from a skydiving accident. Um, mm. Ended up going to Germany, getting that healed. And that wasn't necessarily miraculous, but that had to happen because I was deteriorating quickly. Um, mm. In 2018, he actually healed me of 40 years of suicide ideation. And that was a that uh, was a, a mental miracle that I couldn't understand. I, it was like so far out of my band because I hadn't experienced miracles up to that point. I'd experienced uh, spiritual things, but I'd never seen like actually something completely change. I remember yeah. I'll just share the story real quick. Jen, uh, we were at church and I had a, attempted to take my life two weeks before. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't told anybody about this. Uh, I survived it, uh, and, and it was impossible to survive. So I was actually pretty angry at God that this had happened. Uh, and I was sitting there just in the audience. And the uh, when we showed up for church, the pastor's wife, who we we knew but not not super well, uh, came up and she said, "Hey, I have a word for you. Don't leave." Um, and so this is 2018. Uh, and uh, so of course I tried to leave as much as possible. I, like, I don't want to talk to the pastor. Like, this is, uh, but she brings us in the back room and, um, she said, God has a, has something to tell you. She goes like, I dreamt about you and Jen all night. And she said, he told me to tell you, there's a reason you have the kids you have. There's a reason you have the childhood you have. There's a reason you have the wife you have. And, uh, and she said, the manure of your life will be fertilizer for generations. And then so, and I'm just sitting here like, what are you, how would you even, and she puts her hand on my head and she said, spirit of death, leave Luke Ritchie in the name of Jesus. And that was the first miracle I'd ever experienced. Cause I stood there and I felt like something had like shot through my head. I felt actually things move inside my yes. skull. And then I, I walked out in the car and I told Jen, I'm like, Hey, I can't, I can't find uh, suicide. And so, uh, and she was like, stop trying. <laughs> you, you <laughs> but it's like, when you're an ideator, like anybody that's ideated, it's your whole life. It's you're driving down the freeway and you're like, I could hit that truck. I could do this. Like all these, like death is just constantly in your mind. Wow. Um, and, uh, it was just gone. And so that was this first miracle that I sat with. And then the, the second miracle was where he took me uh, uh, and told me he loved me. And so I still hadn't repented yet. And then the third one was where he showed me uh, just the depth of my sin. And that was the night I was repenting because he'd showed me all this sin, like my whole life in a vision. And it was March 16th, 2019. And Jen and I are separated. I'm living in my mom's basement. Little did I know she's on a vacation in Israel. And I didn't know this, but that night they were putting our names in the prayer wall. Uh, wow. and and I, I'm just on my face. I didn't know the words to say. I was just screaming, uh, Jesus, save me, uh, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And I woke up different. Uh, I mean, I woke up so different. I mean, I woke up knowing, oh, I have a love for people. Colors are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't seen any faces yet, but when I started seeing people's faces, I was like, people look different to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I called Jen and said, hey, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be 30 more days or 30 more years, but our marriage will end well. Uh, and she said, well, it's not going to be 30 years. <laughs> uh, but she, and I told her what had happened. She was the same thing happened to me last night. Wow. Uh, and I think she was wow. uh, like what we both thought the other one was just saying that because the other person was saying that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, God was moving. I mean, this is incredible because I think a lot of people 
relate to your story and they don't realize how much Jesus can do for us. Cause here you're like prolific in your career. You have all these patents and AR, like some of the original patents and AR, mm-hmm. but you're still discovering what those even mean for the whole industry. I mean, you have, you work for NASA at 14, you've done so many things. And yet there was such a brokenness in your life that I love that God confronted you with his goodness first. Like he helped yeah. take away suicide. He spoke to you about how he loved you. And then he gave you the gift of repentance. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful that God's kindness drew you into that place to say, you know, I'm so sorry, God. And then you were able to, with your wife first, which is appropriate. And you guys have this happy marriage now. Talk about how like that moment in 2019, because I know that there was, like Jennifer said, it didn't all turn into butterflies and angels all around you. Like Mm -hmm. it was a moment as far as circumstance, but inside you guys had changed. So inside, she said, for me, it was butterflies inside, but on the outside, we had to walk through some stuff in our business and our family and our marriage that was really hard. So talk about that period of time. How did God in this place of newfound faith on this level, how did, how did yeah. you experience that? Well, yeah, just first all glory and honor to him. Cause he really did. He loved me when I was his total enemy. Uh, and it was, it was difficult like that. It wasn't though the first, I, I, the first like portion of that, like the first 30 days, like he just ministered to me, like after I'd repented and I could just see things. I felt like it was like special forces training or something. I, I actually thought that Christians had been keeping a secret that you didn't have to sleep because he would wake me up in the middle of the night. So I didn't sleep for like a month. Uh, I maybe sleep an hour, two hours a night, but I was just full of energy. Um, And so I thought, man, these guys have been lying. Like, this is what it's like. Like you're just all <laughs> like, it eventually went back to normal, but there was a, there was a period where he completely protected me. Uh, and even if stuff was kind of going wrong, I couldn't really see it. Cause I was just so in love with Jesus. Uh, and he was just so right there. The spirit was just so clearly speaking. Um, but then it, it did, there was, there was, uh, consequences for the way we'd lived, the way we treated our children, the way we treated our family. Uh, and even the way we'd been running our business, frankly, um, and not honoring our shareholders and, uh, just a a number of things. And and so pretty much every facet of life got brutally rough. Uh, um, but I, I feel like he prepared us in that beginning part and cause he's just such a good guy. He knows what he's doing. Like he's got this, this whole thing mapped out. He's sovereign over every little element. Uh, but yeah, it was rough financially. Um, I don't know if Jen shared, but we had a daughter. All our kids are like off the charts intelligent. To yeah, I don't argue with any of them. I never do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even if they're wrong, they'll win. Uh, but they were. Uh, one daughter ran away. She was only fifteen. Um, she was so angry about the change, um, and then actually took us to court to emancipate. I and mean, so we literally there was a point in there where we were sitting before a judge. No, fully in love with Jesus, knowing like the damage we'd done, uh, and argue with the judge on why we should be able to keep our daughter. Um, and now I don't think her reasons were as as accurate, and she doesn't either now. But she was like, "Yeah, I just don't like him. Like, don't like him. Don't like this Christianity thing." And the judges were like, "That's not really a good enough reason." <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh but uh, she argued well, and, and God even used that, though. Like, everything was just, he, he was just working things towards, a, uh, I can't even call it restoration, because it was something totally new. Um, now we have amazing, like, I, this is the, the thing he's been working me lately. I'm like, Lord, I'm so blessed. Like, I have 
the best relationship with every one of my kids. I have a grandkid mm-hmm. and one on the way. I'm like, this is nuts. Like, he's just such a good God. Uh, Luke, um, coming back, you called it suicide ideation. Mm-hmm. Lots of our listeners and viewers are high performers who are trying to perform, who don't understand that their identity is a, a loved son of God. And I, I wonder if you might just encourage people who might be struggling with uh, mm-hmm. suicide right now and how what God showed you since 2019 about it. It's funny, I've sat and given my testimony in churches and uh, every single time I do, there's a line of people and they're just the most unexpected people. Right. Um, that, And I'm talking CEOs and like people that have everything on this right. earth. And they're like, hey, I've never told anybody this, but this is, I think about it every minute. Like I know what you're talking about. It is, it's a, it's a lie from the enemy. It's stuff often that happens in childhood that where the enemy steals your your value. Uh, when I was taken in 2019 on my birthday, this is three months before we repented, uh, I was taken to a place and I had no self-worth and God just spoke four words to me. He just said, I love you, Luke. Um, and whatever I was in that place got filled with uh, a love. And I knew that the creator of the universe uh, loved me. And when he said those words to me, he then uh, said into my mind, he said, and this is just a drop. If I were to show you the full measure of my love, it would kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't contain it. Uh, and then, <laughs> so that, and then, so he spoke out loud, he spoke in my mind, and then he just gave me a sense of something. And for just this briefest moment, I could sense the infinite level of love that God had for me, and it didn't end. It scared the crap out of me, actually. Um, and But then I knew, oh, he feels this way about everybody. Uh, that was when I came back with worth. And the, the interesting part is my experience and even the way he laid that out, I found so many people that he's done the exact same thing to. Mm-hmm. Because it's not some truth just for Luke. It's actually a truth for every single one of us. When it says his love is unending, uh, that's what it is. That is my identity. I actually instantly came back with self-worth. So I had suicide removed from my mind, but I still didn't, I was sitting in this weird place for a year where I had no self-worth, but I didn't want to die. Uh, there is an agreement with death that I made in my mind uh, from the lies of the enemy. And you have to break that agreement. Uh, and you have to really truly understand that unending, like I'm, I'm talking about a drop threw me to my knees uh, and 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 filled me with like worth that is unshakable, uh, and this is literally everybody's. And when you can connect with the truth, and so what I would encourage people to do is literally state the lies. Say, I used to believe I were, I had no value, I had no worth. I now believe the truth of God's word, and it'll be hard to say this that I have infinite worth and value to the King of the Universe. And it, and it's really you can, it's so hard to say that second part when you have no self-worth and want to die. Um, but mm-hmm. if you just start saying, speaking the lie as a lie, and then speaking the truth, it's both spiritual, breaking the agreement, and it's also neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank no, you. I think it's so profound because, yeah, I agree, Bob. Thank you, because it's there's so many people who are dealing with 
they've made those choices for years and they just don't feel mm -hmm. worthy anymore to try and make a different choice. And I love your story because not only were you making a different choice, not only did God encounter you, which I think is also a key. And I think we'd all have that encounter. I don't think it's just for one person. I think the Bible yep. and the encounter we get with Jesus is for everybody, but it also helped you to go through where you didn't have to reap the full, the fullness of all the things you guys had sown wrongly, but God walked mm -hmm. you into a new space and a new place. I want to talk to you. I want to switch gears if that's okay with you guys too. Yeah. You're in one of the most controversial spaces ever in history for Christianity. You're yeah. an AI and you're an AR. And these two areas are brand new to the world. They've never existed before. So when people like here in a Pentecostal meeting, you're going to do something that's never been done before. We always take that as like a novelty. That's like a theme that's spoken in generations of churches, whether it's in a, a camp meeting or whether it's in a you know summer camp for youth. Like that's a, a theme. But you're actually literally in a space that's never existed before with yeah. patents that no one else has, developing things that no one else else has ever thought about before. I mean, I've gone to a lot of computer shows, video game shows uh, for decades. I've gone because I was in the video game space, but yeah. I'm still, well, I went to E3 when it restarted and I did virtually when it was in coronavirus. You know, like I, I, I care about the space that you're, you're in and you're in like the 2.0 version of it. And there's a lot of Christians who, because of wrong biblical eschatology, who have just given all the area that you're called to and involved with, like it's bad. It's just, it's the enemy's going to use it. So let's give it to him and we're going to kind of stay in this yeah. lane. And I don't mean to paint such a bad picture, but that must be a fun challenge, not just a bad challenge, but kind of like, a, hey, let's go into God's dream in this space. But he's entrusted you with some tools. Talk about that. Like, when, when did you realize that, like, oh, my gosh, the whole world's about to go into AR and we have the patents and technology for this? Like, talk about that moment. Well, in 2009, I was super passionate about tech. Uh, like, I lived, ate, slept, and breathed you know, breathe, physics, chemistry, technology, uh, coding. It's just what I did. Um, in 2019, I actually thought, oh, I've wasted my whole life. You know, I was <laughs> saved. And God, God actually, you know, had me repent of that. It was because I was, I actually trained to be a suicide counselor. I couldn't wait to leave tech. I know Jen shared some of the miracles of, I was like excited when the business wasn't doing well. Cause I'm like, I'm going to go be a counselor. Like, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, so, I mean, dude, I tried to leave the space. God wouldn't let me. And then I realized, oh, Lord, you've, you've been in every step. You, you were here all along. Uh, only 6% of Christians, uh, I, I, I don't have this link with me right now, actually think AI is a good thing. Uh, I mean, so it's not just, uh, but the thing is, we're not tied to like a specific uh, um, church body or, you know, theology. It's just here's what God did in our lives, and so I don't. There, I, I I've been learning a ton over the last four and a half years of all the you know the various like you know things, uh, yeah. but it's yeah. for me. I'm like God said, go do it. I don't really care yeah. uh, for the fact that we we face a ton of actually uh, blowback, um, and a lot of Christians are like, yeah, it's it's evil. If I mean, I feel like this should be just common sense. Mm -hmm. I can take a hammer and hit somebody in the head with it. Uh, and the hammer's not evil, but or I can go build a house for homeless. You know, is the hammer evil? The AI is not intrinsically awake. It's not alive. It's a set of algorithms and statistical modeling in a very, very large context. Uh, it's not that surprising or shocking. Even the fact that they're like that Elon Musk or um, OpenAI, you know, Sam Altman is painting like there's this huge danger from AI. I actually believe that's part of the lie 
because they want to create this this false belief that we can transfer our consciousness into a pseudo reflection of who we are and so they they paint it like it's this really dangerous thing it's i mean there's danger in anything you know yes i can create ais that stalk you and robots and stuff like that but it's uh they can already do that like they can already i mean there's already so many ways they can kill us they can kill us with mrna i mean there's a million ways uh the fact is is if we don't own the ground the enemy will we literally seeded it the last technical revolution and that's not the way it's supposed to be and you see what happens when 60 percent of internet traffic is born destroying lives and families and the just the and america really um so I'm mean, I'm kind of going off here, but no, no, that's exactly what it, I'm it like. blows my mind that your Christians like don't. That it doesn't it. make sense to you. I love that. It's like Christians are aren't aren't aware, and I love the, everything you've just said is exactly what I think needs to be said, which is God's releasing. God's a creator. The enemy can't mm-hmm. create. God just released a bunch of tools on the earth. The man's going to use them all kinds of bad ways, but He released them for the sons and daughters of God. He released yeah. them for us to do something with them and to change people's human experience and to align it even more. So I love that you're doing what you're doing. Luke, what, I, what I'm interested in is you filed patents a long time ago. And uh, before before you even knew a lot of the things that you were going to be doing, and, and Jen uh, told us a little bit about, she she had you review them, and, and you found out that you're in a pretty great position. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a funny story, because she comes in, this is post Jesus. Uh, and so she comes in, she's like, Hey, the Holy Spirit told me to review our patents. And I'm like, sure, go for it. And she's like, no, like we need to review them. You need to get a team on it. So I assign some engineers and they come back in like a week later and they're, they're completely freaked out. I'm like what's going on? And, uh, like engineers aren't really, especially yeah. high end <laughs> R and D guys don't you know, show a lot of emotion. So I'm like, dude, somebody just died in the office. Uh, and, they're like, we own AR. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I forgot everything I wrote, other people yeah. wrote. Like, I'm like, this, whatever. They're, our patents, like, you know, it's, uh, and they're like, no, we own it. And they started just breaking down all the claims that we've made in 2009, which we we wrote the claims based on use cases of where we wanted to go. Uh, some even around the game that we're, we're doing now, but tech wasn't ready. Uh, and yeah, so we're just kind of sitting there. Okay, what do you want us to do now, guy? We... We literally patented augmented reality, uh, and so there, there's a whole you know things we're doing with that. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I, mean, so, I love that though, because again, it came even before you were walking with God. God wired you for this. I mean, it's so yeah. cool. He's been a, he's had a plan all along, and so I'm like, that's why I'm like, six percent of Christians can think I'm right, and ninety four percent can think I'm wrong, but God said go do it. So I don't care. I I gotta do, go do it. I have to be obedient to the one who saved me, uh, and and brought my family together and blessed me with unmerited blessing. I'd love to hear. I think it's interesting that he gave you the vision before you were like in your words walking with him. You've had your breakthrough in 2019, and now you're moving forward with all these things. Talk to us about what you're doing now, what the company's doing now, what you see for you and Jen in the future. So and after we were saved, I again, I tried to leave tech. And then finally, when he was like, no, you, I want you to stay. So I'm like, okay, Lord. Uh, then I prayed actually for close to a year. Okay, well, then if it's your company, you're telling me to stay, what do you want us to do? Uh, 
And of course, because he's sovereign, he'd already been kind of showing me. Uh, but then I actually, the, uh, our most recent set of patents were, came in, in literal dreams. Even the mathematics were above me. I, I had to have them verified because I'm like, I, I'm not smart enough to do some wow. of this stuff. Uh, and uh, and then he just kind of laid it out. Here's here's what I want you to go do. And th- and there's been some kind of movement like this, but it, and I'm like, oh, now I see why you had us kind of veer that way, veer this way. And then it, it landed on what we're working on now with uh, War Tribe of Binyamin, where I think we can not only get the gospel out in every language in five years, but actually uplift people uh, systemically and generationally out of poverty across the planet. Uh, as Oh, just that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just dropped a bomb on so like unpacked a little bit. Like, what is yeah. that? You're like just that, just we can just do, you know, release the gospel everywhere and everyone can get out of poverty. Like talk about that for real. Well, I actually prayed. You know, I'm praying on the Lord. How I want to do I, this is your company, but my shareholders didn't invest in this. And in fact, I had a few complaining uh, about that I was too, you know, on board with Jesus. I'm like, I, how do I get my shareholders to care about what I care about? And the answer was really, I can't. They care about one thing, uh, which is okay. Like, it's ROI. That's what they invested in. That was the, the agreement. So he's like, make, you know, what it all essentially what we did is create a Nash equilibrium and game theory across. And we, we actually created my investors as a player in the game, mm-hmm. um, essentially. So I started like, oh, I'm like, I just need to add the real world into this whole component of, the math that we're we're building in this ecosystem. So essentially, what we do is we take a player in a real game that we're writing, and we take money from strong economies. Um, we funnel it into this mechanism where we're targeting people groups uh, for translation. We're paying them small micro amounts in poor areas, uh, and what we get out of that is an artificial intelligence natural language processing engine for that language. And so half the world's languages, about 7,100 of them are completely unreached. Uh, Mm -hmm. They never will be reached. The people group's too small and the people group's too poor. Uh, And so, but what I get back from my investors is over time, as we've targeted these people groups, now all of a sudden we have a monopoly on speaking to 10%, 20%, 30% of the planet that nobody else can. I mean, can you imagine if I go to Nike and I'm like, hey, remember how you can only talk to half the world with your marketing message? and Marketers know this. Agencies know this. You seventy-five percent of uh, you get a seventy-five percent higher yes rate on anything from Christianity to product sales if you say it in their native language. Yeah. Uh, and so it's this is a fact. So now, so what we're doing is providing really so much value back to the shareholders while they literally are sharing some of this value over here with the poor. It's just this, it's literally just this exchange of productivity and finances. What's really cool is as we pull these people out of poverty, they actually increase the whole uh, wealth ecosystem because they're, they're coming into productivity and into the world economic stage. Um, And this model is like all, they're all proven. We're not doing anything that's actually new. We're just kind of combining things that have already existed. And you're doing it through the power of video games, see Bob? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time. No, what I love about this too is that it's a game that is augmented reality, and you're not fighting against each other. You're fighting against the artificial intelligence. That's the mm-hmm. bad guy in the game, and then people can interpret literature and the Bible and other things in their native language to get like both microfinancing, but they could also get points in the game or they level up the game. From what I understand, and I mm-hmm. think it's just so interesting because I know like Pokemon Go when it was when it was first out, and that's a very 
limited AR game. That's like just the, so basic. It's like a card game almost, you know? Yeah. And when it first came out though, I mean, I'm here in LA and people were standing on corners and they were at like the malls and they were in certain positions to get certain Pokemon by the dozens and sometimes hundreds. I remember they had a special event and I yeah. went to Americana, which is one of our malls here in Glendale. And I was there with my kids. And I'm like, what are, why is there 300 people standing here? They're like, we're with their phones like this. Like we're trying to catch a Pokemon. You know, like they were just in this space of like, it was the first time that I saw AR actually, like they actually had to remap some of their places because it, was, it could cause accidents or it could cause because they had so many mapped places out there. And I just, I see that. And then I hear what you're trying to do. Like I saw like a little glimpse of what AR could be because society mm-hmm. actually got hold of it in a small way there. And then I see like the future generations of AR. And I'm just, I, I just, I can see the dream. And I think a lot of people are watching, maybe this is their first time experiencing a Christian who's going after this in such a prolific way. What would you want Christians to say? If you could say to that 90, whatever percent, hey, get on board. What, how would you present it to them to say like, come, come be a part of this. Come like, come dream with God over this area. How would you present that to them? Honestly, I've, uh, so we're partnered with SIL and Wycliffe on the translation part of the Amazing. components for the, the word of God, uh, which that was just that, even that relationship, how I met him was literal half, not half a sense. It was the Holy spirit just dropping things. Uh, but it's been unfortunate that, We've literally, as we're going about this raise, this financial raise, I, I've almost raised zero dollars from believers, which I'm like, I'm, we're going to provide so much value back and we're, the, and we're taking the world's money, but now I got to provide it back to those people. It's been, that's been the biggest bummer for me. I'm like, Lord, where are, where are the believers? Uh, yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> uh, I would say, for a lot of them and not with us, but anywhere, start putting your money where your mouth is. Uh, if, if your mouth's there, but I mean, currently 94% of them think I'm crazy. So <laughs> for even wanting to do AI, uh, but well, I, Luke, how do, how do people, if they want to, if they want to participate in the raise, how do they get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of your company? How can people take the next step in understanding who you are and who your company is. Yeah, we, uh, so we have a public offering through the SEC going right now on startengine.com and just search Gravity Jack. Uh, That does end in February. We also are, if you're a private investor or institutional, uh, just email me, luke at gravityjack.com. And so those kind of two ways, but the the Start Engine public offering is, is low entry point. Our goal was we were hoping we would get uh, a lot of believers in, but we uh, kind of under us. I actually didn't know that stat when we, that was our original intent. <laughs> yeah. No, I know every time I do something, cause I have a social commentary show that you guys have been on the Sean Bull show and I'll do AI or I'll do AR. And the viewership of that is the lowest of anything I do, but I'm still, I'm still pressing it. I got, we get like 30,000 yeah. or something else. I get 2000 on that because Christians just aren't interested. It's like we have our eyes closed, but I love that we're doing this and we're having this conversation because not only is this going to be one of the most wealthy spaces in history, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be one of the most important ways that we interact in a new way. Cause it gives us an extra sense. We have five senses. All of a sudden we have six senses because, and we're already doing it with our phones, but we're pretending we're not. We're creating technology as an extra sense to relate to the world around us. And the fact that you guys have been given a vision from God and patents that you've filed and systems that you've been developing, I'm super interested. Luke, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you exist. And we're going to keep cheerleading you and believing in you. 
you know, actually, I would like to say one more thing to any faith-based people that are watching this. Just imagine in three years, you put on a pair of Apple Vision Pro goggles, you pull out your real Bible, you set it down on the ground, and it has eye tracking. And it's actually looking at the words you're reading, and it notices that you pause, uh, like, let's just start at Genesis in the beginning. And then as you as you see in the beginning, it's, it shows you the Hebrew word, better sheet. Um, and you actually now, and then you look over at that and it starts and you see the definition of better sheet. You mm-hmm. see, uh, breakdowns and studies and, uh, and so but you drag that one over here cause it's interesting. And then you just keep reading and it's actually watching your intent. Um, and then it starts to learn you cause there's AI converging with this AR experience. It starts to learn how you study what you learn. It knows what you're going to be interested in. Um, this is. I mean, there's a whole thing, a way to study the Bible that's coming that's wild, where you don't have to have 10 crappy little apps. Um, and uh, and it's and there's a Cartesian query, so I can grab data and push it back here and pull it forward, uh, all while I'm reading a real, you know, Bible. Uh, so this is a world that, that, could, that could exist. And I mean, man, imagine the, the richness that you could get as you uh, study the Word every morning. Just one example, one. Yeah, one example of many. I've been watching these examples. Yeah. And looking at the future, and it's a near future, and our kids are already awakened. They're already going to do this, but yeah. I can't wait for for us. I just can't wait for people to embrace these technologies in the right way. Well, Luke, thanks so much for being on today, Bob, and I thoroughly enjoyed you and your perspective. Yeah, and thank you for being vulnerable, so real, so authentic. And up next is final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Well, we're here for final thoughts, Bob. What do you think about all this? I mean, especially the statistic that only 4 to 6% of Christians even think AI or AR is good. Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't fall into either of those percentages because I just don't understand enough about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and after you know talking to both Jen and now Luke, I feel like I understand a little bit more, but but yeah. not enough. And I think it's going to be interesting um, to watch his capital raise financially to see see how they do. And you know we're we're praying for that for them. But the thing that always amazes me about God, Sean, is that he knew what he was going to do with Jen and Luke uh, Mm -hmm. and caused them to get patents, caused them to build a company even before they had their breakthrough. And, and they struggled, they struggled along and, and both of their stories, uh, you know, mesh about this, but, but Luke's, you know, transformation in March of 2019 was so amazing how God brought him through in order now, we can see to set him up both for his marriage, his family, and his business to go do something that is going to be a disruptor in the whole in society. Yeah, well, and I think of that word that pastor gave him when she brought them in the back, the pastor's wife, and said, yeah. God's going to use the manure of your life to be uh, fertilizer. Yeah. And I just think, you know, we're watching that right now where God, I mean, he's Romans 8, 28. He uses all things for our good of those who love him. And I I just think there's probably many of you are watching or listening and there's things in your life from the past that he's going to bring back in a redeemed form. And they were part of his dream for you. And he seeded your life with seeds even before you were a Christian of his goodness, his love and his mercy. And then once you're in faith, 
he can actually grow fruit trees out of those things. And so maybe it's a patent or maybe it's a business you started, or maybe it's an experience where you were 10 years in a certain industry, or maybe it's a relationship you had that comes back around for what it was for in the first place. And I just think God's so good. We, we often discount his goodness or when we get saved, we don't realize how good he was before we were saved. He's always good. Yes. And we don't realize how much of his goodness was in our life. And even sometimes he speaks to people before they're saved because he's always interacting with us until the day we die. Even if we say we're an atheist or if someone says they're a Satan worshiper or whatever they say they are, the reality is that God's still trying to show up for them and his love every day. And I don't, I don't think we understand that until after we're saved and we look back and go, you were always there. You were always good. And I just didn't, I didn't know you. I didn't embrace you. So I love Luke's story because even in the suicide journey, it's like God knew he was going to deliver him. Like it sounds like a once and for all, which is yeah. like a deliverance of a spirit of death. I think there's a lot of people who you're listening and you're saying, I need that deliverance of something. Maybe it's not death. Maybe it's something else. And when we hear these stories, faith comes by hearing and we get changed because of that. And this is the thing, why we need community, why we need people, why we need to be able to talk to people about this so we're not isolated, so we're not dealing with these struggles. And it's not easy to talk about suicide. And I was so grateful that um, Luke was so vulnerable about it. But for anyone listening or, or watching that is having struggles, go talk to your pastor, go talk yeah. to people who love you, go talk to someone and tell them that you're struggling with it because God wants to heal you. God wants to get you through to the other side of this. And yeah. I was so taken by how calm Luke was mm -hmm. in, in the interview. Uh, obviously he's a driver, but I was, I was, as I was watching him, I was thinking, this is a guy who understands the goodness of God, who understands the brokenness in his life and who is at peace now with himself, with God and more than likely all men. Yeah. Well, Bob, I love these stories. And season four is coming up of Explain the Marketplace. You and I are reformatting some things, still the same good stories with marketplace leaders from around the world. But we're reformatting some of the ways we're going to be doing something in this show. And I'm so excited about being with you for season four, which is coming up in just a few episodes. And I want to encourage you, if you've been enjoying the show, you can be part of it by becoming one of our partners or donors by going to bullsministries.com. This is made by a nonprofit ministry. So there's a tax deductible donation, or maybe you're from another country and you don't need the tax donation, but you still want to give to the show. Visit us at bullsministries.com. And if you become a partner, we get to give back to you. We get to pray for you. We have monthly partner meetings. We give products from our ministry from time to time to be able to supplement your spiritual growth and your faith. And we just believe in your growth back with you because now we're directly connected to you. So Consider us as you're uh, giving donations, as you're thinking about how to build the kingdom forward, because this is a great, great soil to sow into. We're reaching the world through really talking about a conversation that we've, not many people are talking about the way we're talking about it. We're offering people to share their testimonies, their stories, and it is blowing up people's hearts and faith for what's possible in Christ. Thanks for watching and listening today. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.